Amen and good morning. Welcome to worship to all of you who are here. Just so you know, we do have pews in the front. In case you, you were curious, there are pews in the front. Uh, and so as I welcome all of you who are here, welcome this morning. Will you do me a favor and turn around just for a second and wave at the camera and say welcome to all of our friends who are worshiping with us online. Good morning and welcome to all of you. And as we begin this service, let us have a moment of prayer. Good and gracious God, we thank you and we praise you for allowing us to worship you on this Palm Sunday. We ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us, bless us with your spirit, bless us with your power while we are here in this place. Lord, we thank you for your presence here among us on this Palm Sunday. Together we shout with joy that Hosanna in the highest, our Christ, our King, is here. We turn to you in prayer, and together we say, Amen. And before we continue on, I did have a request to teach you how to fold your palms. Now, I think Sam did a good job at handing out all of the palms. So everybody should have a palm. If you do not raise your hand, Sam is in the back. He can give you one. If you are worshiping online, you can come back to this later after you drive to church and pick up your palm because there are some who, that are outside and you can follow this video. And I, oh my goodness, I haven't done this for a year. I think I can do this again. I am going to teach you how to do this. So here we are. So we have our palm. Hold up your palm right here, because this is, you know, one of the most fun traditions that we have for Palm Sunday. Hold up your palm. When you get probably, I don't know, about as tall as you want your, your cross to be, you're going to fold it down towards yourself. There's a chance I might be getting better at these instructions after like 11 years, maybe. So once you've got it folded down, you've got the long part coming down, you want to go where, the, where you want the arm of the cross to go, that, that right height. So think about where you want the, the cross part to hit. And you're going to fold it, I'll turn around, you are going to fold it to make like a triangular fold. So it goes out this way. So you're going to make a nice triangular sort of fold to go out that way. Give you guys all a moment to get there. I think some of you are getting it. I'm impressed. Yeah? Okay. Once you're here, you need to, as long as you want your arm to be, which is usually the same length as that, you're going to fold that piece back. Okay? So fold that piece back. So now you have this. It's going to be looking at you. You have this. And then once you get there, back towards yourself, you are going to fold the arm again. So now, you should have this. Oh, I see you guys are there. Uh-huh. We're getting there. If you're not getting there, it's okay. I can help you later. You know, I usually, I've got an hour in between services now. I can fold so many palms, it's not even funny. Okay, and now you've got to do that little triangular shape. Now what you have to do is basically wrap this around the cross to secure it. So you just kind of methodically go each and every way until you've got made it all the way around and then you can tuck that piece in. How's it looking, guys? Good? I've never seen church people so quiet because they're concentrating. Whew. All right. And then, here you go. 
Not too bad, and you can cut off the end if you would like. All right, and as you are finishing up that, I am going to begin us in prayer. This morning, we light this peace candle. We light this peace candle when again there was more violence, again there was more hatred. There was another shooting, more violence in this world. So I'm going to say to all of you and to anybody who hears this, what I said last week. When we come into a place of worship, when we come to worship our God, whether we're in person or online, we need to check any sort of hatred at the door, any hatred or anger that's in our heart, anything that maybe you've been stewing over that's creating some nastiness in our hearts. We need to check that all at the door. And then when we come into this place, we need to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we leave this place, whether we're in person or online, when we leave our place of worship, we need to do our best not to pick up that hatred again when we leave. It needs to stay at the door and we need to not pick it up. There is too much hatred in this world. There is too much violence in this world. There is too much. And we as followers of Christ need to be people of peace. So this morning, we light our peace candle. And I ask that we all take a moment to let the peace of Christ into our lives. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, we thank you and we praise you on this day. We ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit. Bless us with your power. Bless us with your peace. May your peace exist in our lives and prevail on earth. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen.
It sure is, Bernie. But what does that mean? And do dogs even have palms? I know people do. That's in the middle of their hands. And human hands are really important because they pet us with their hands. Well, Palm Sunday isn't about the palms on people's hands. It's called Palm Sunday because of the palm branches. These things. Oh, I see. See, what happened was Jesus entered into the city of Jerusalem when thousands, or maybe even millions, of people were in Jerusalem to celebrate a Jewish holiday called Passover. And as Jesus went into the city to celebrate, people threw their coats on the ground and they threw palm branches on the ground. They were honoring Jesus and shouting, Hosanna, which means save us. Yes, it was like a parade to celebrate Jesus and the hope he brought to the people. That's so amazing. I'm sure everybody was happy to see Jesus. Well, not everyone. Some people were jealous of Jesus and all the attention he was getting, especially when they listened to the crowds shout for joy when they saw Jesus. Aw, man. I know, brother. I do, too. But even when we get jealous, we still love each other. These people were so jealous that they planned to kill Jesus. I would never get that jealous. Me neither, brother. But Jesus entered the city anyway, because he had work to do. Jesus had to battle death and win and show all of us that we are worthy of God's love. Of course Jesus did. He's the best. I'm sure he does. And everything Jesus did, he did out of love. Because God is love. Yes, brother. God is love. Well, kids, I hope you learned as much as I did today. Be blessed and have a blessed Palm Sunday. And I will see you next week. Good morning. For this morning's uh, litany, when I say together we sing, you will respond with Hosanna in the highest. Let us enter the city with God today. Let us shout Hosanna to our King. Together we sing Hosanna in the highest. To the Son of God riding on a donkey, with shepherds and prostitutes, with the blind and the leper, with the abandoned and oppressed, Together we sing, Hosanna in the highest. Let us shout for joy at Christ's coming and follow the one who welcomes the sinner and dines with the outcast. Together we sing, Hosanna in the highest. Let us touch and see as God draws near, riding in triumph towards the cross. Together we sing, Hosanna in the highest. Amen.
Amen. I want to just take a moment to thank the camps and to thank Errol for being here so that we can have some traditional music. It's been a long time, friends. Do you realize it's been a whole year since we've actually held a traditional service? So it's just so wonderful. I don't know about you, but I just love praising God with any music, but it's wonderful to hear some, some music, some different music again. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And now we are going to read from the Gospel of John, the 12th chapter. Our lectionary only calls for like verses 12 through 16, but that is simply not enough for us to under the sto understand the story. It also gives us two gospel options to choose from. The most popular one is the Gospel of Mark, which gives us all the details about how Jesus got the donkey and then Jesus riding in on the donkey. But I really just found myself captivated by the Gospel of John's telling of the story this week. So I hope that you feel the same. So if you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. starting with chapter 12 verse 1 six days before the passover jesus came to bethany the home of lazarus whom he had raised from the dead and there they gave a dinner for him martha served and lazarus was one of those at the table with him and mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard and she anointed Jesus' feet and wiped them with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and he used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. And when the great crowd of the Jews learned that he, that Jesus, was there, they came not only because of Jesus, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priest planned to put Lazarus to death as well since it was on account of him that many of the Jews were deserting and were believing in Jesus. Now the next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. And so they took branches of palm trees and they went out to meet him shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name, comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. And Jesus found a donkey and sat on it. As it is written, do not be afraid, daughter Zion. Look, your king is coming sitting on a donkey's colt. And his disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written of him and had been done to him. And so the crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to testify and it was also because they had heard that he had performed this sign that the crowd went to meet him and the pharisees said to one another you see you can do nothing look the world has gone after him the word of god for the people of god thanks be to god
Let us join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you on this day. Pour your Holy Spirit upon us, Lord. Bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds, so that all that we do and all that we say can be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. So as I mentioned, John's gospel isn't the one that gives us a lot of kind of detailed, step-by-step information. The gospel of John doesn't necessarily care about telling us how things go in exact, precise order, but what the gospel of John wants us to understand firmly is the emotion and the theological reason behind everything that is going on. He wants us to understand the theological reasons behind what Jesus is doing. He wants us to get a little taste of the emotion. Couldn't you kind of feel that as we were reading through this chapter? He's trying to give us more of the emotional background behind what we were reading. So for this week, for Palm Sunday, since since we know that Jesus had this arrangement to get this donkey, and we don't need all those details, I wanted us to read from the Gospel of John, because I think we learn even more from the Gospel of John, since we already know the other Gospels. How many uh, Palm Sunday Sunday services have you guys attended? Uh, maybe 10, 20, 30, 40. How many Palm Sundays? Think about it. So you guys know this text. So that's why the most amazing thing is to kind of look at the gospel that we don't usually read from on Palm Sunday to get a different taste, to get a slightly different flavor. And so I love how John doesn't want to tell us necessarily everything in order. You'll find as you read through the gospel of John, some things are mixed up a little bit. But he always tells us about the emotional meaning and the theological meaning. And that is one of the reasons why I love the Gospel of John. Now, John tells us that there were massive crowds that gathered around Jesus. And that many of the crowds that were gathered around Jesus on Palm Sunday were the same people who either were with Jesus when they witnessed Jesus raise a man from the dead, or they had heard that Jesus had raised a man from the dead. So many of the crowds on Palm Sunday that were gathered around Jesus were fully captivated by Jesus. They were just in awe of Jesus. They saw Jesus do the absolute impossible. They saw Jesus raise a man from the dead, or they heard that Jesus had raised a man from the dead. And so they were captivated by Jesus. But then there were also so many other people. In Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday, it's estimated that there were 2.5 million people in Jerusalem. Now, I don't know how many people can comfortably fit in Jerusalem back then, 2,000 years ago, but 2.5 million people. Sounds like a lot of people to me. How about you? Yeah? There were lots of people coming in. There were 2.5 million people there for, to, for in Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. There were 2.5 million people, many of whom had gathered from afar and had come to make a journey. And as they're gathering, people were witnessing as they saw Jesus riding in on a donkey. They heard that testimony that people were giving, that this man who was riding in on a donkey had raised someone from the dead. Everybody was in awe. 
Everyone was amazed. And then it's, uh, I love how John gives us a little bit more detail. John's like extra flavor of the details that he puts into my, the Gospels, I just love. And so I love how John says yeah, that the Pharisees, they, they look around at each other as they're witnessing all of this happening. They look around at each other and they, see, they say to each other, you see, you can do nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. I imagine them kind of saying that like a temper tantrum. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on here? We can't do anything anymore. The whole world has gone after Jesus. We have lost our chance. I want us to understand that the Pharisees and the scribes and the priests and all of the religious elite, though not all of them, There were some who did not side with their colleagues, but many of them were so enraged with jealousy. Some of them were so enraged with jealousy, they felt so upset that Jesus was stealing the attention. They felt so upset that they had gone to school for so many years. They had done everything that they needed to do for all these years, and now suddenly this man is stealing all of their glory. Suddenly this man who who can do these miraculous things that they could never do is stealing all of the attention. They feel like they're losing a popularity contest against Jesus, and they're not handling it very well. Now, I want us to think about this. Have you ever, uh, Ted, you're a big sports person, so I'm sure you've witnessed a lot of these games, but the rest of us, we have any sports fans here? Yeah? Not as many as I would think. Okay. Well, you know, have you ever, have you seen a sports game before, maybe even played in a sports game before, when it's clear that one team is winning and the other team is going to lose? You know, and that happens when the game's almost towards the end, and there's one team that clearly has this game, and then the other team that is just really starting to lose, and they have no chance to come back. And when that happens, either the losing team, you know, tries to hope for a miracle. Maybe if it's a football game, they they throw a Hail Mary. Maybe they're doing something. They're searching for a miracle. That's what happens. What was that? March Madness. Oh, yeah. It's like there's a big basketball thing going on. I'm not a basketball fan at all. Uh, But, yeah, so there's all that stuff. So I wish I had studied basketball before this sermon. Man, how did I not even think about that? I could have given even more examples. But yeah, so either people hope for a miracle or, or if the team is losing and they're, they're kind of not in the mood to hope for a miracle, you know what they do? They play dirty. Suddenly you get those elbows. Suddenly there's pushing. Suddenly there's tripping. Or those, my favorite is like the dramatic falls when they're like trying to get calls, that, you know, in their favor. And they start to play dirty. Does anybody know what I'm talking about besides Ted? Ted's got this down. He knows his sports. And so that, you know, if people start, if start to play dirty when they're losing. Well, that's what the scribes and the priests and the Pharisees did. They realized that they couldn't get this attention back. They realized that Jesus had won over the crowds. They realized that everybody was turning to Jesus and nobody was turning to them. They realized that everyone was looking at Jesus and no one was looking at them. And they were enraged with jealousy. And they could have seen a miracle standing right in front of them in the version of the Son of God. But they didn't do that. Instead, they started playing dirty. They started playing dirty. The Gospel of John tells us, 
Not only did they plan to kill Jesus, not only did they decide to play so dirty that they were going to sentence Jesus to death, but they wanted to kill Lazarus as well. They didn't want this talk going on about Jesus raising someone from the dead. So they wanted both Lazarus and Jesus killed. They started to play dirty. Friends, here is what I want us to take away from this. When we look around in this world, and it's a crazy world we live in, we are in the, you know, hopefully towards the end of what's been a year-long pandemic, longer than a year at this point. We are, are making our way through a pandemic. There is violence that, you know, like two shootings within a week of each other. I mean, come on, people. You know, we don't need to go around killing each other. God knows what other violence is going on in this world. This world is a crazy place. Anybody want to agree with me on that? So we can do one of two things. Either we can get angry and vindictive. We can become so negative that evil can brew within us. I was thinking about people who turn around and do something terrible and hurt innocent people. And I think that's what they do. I think they become angry and vindictive in something until suddenly that darkness starts to grow in them. And then that darkness takes over their entire lives. I think that that's one option. We can either become angry and vindictive and become part of the problem that's in the world. Or we can look for the divine. We can look for the way that God is working in this world. We can either become angry and vindictive, or we can open our eyes to the power of the Holy Spirit. There is this quote that I saw by Pastor Trey Ferguson, who I had not heard of prior to the other day, and he said in this quote, which I love when other people put things out in the world that align exactly with what I'm trying to tell you guys, and he said, Jesus did not end up on the cross because a couple of people made mistakes. Jesus was sent to the cross because society was unable to recognize divine activity in their midst. I'm going to read that one more time. Jesus did not end up on the cross because a couple of people made mistakes. Jesus was sent to the cross because a society was unable to recognize the divine in their midst. So as we celebrate this Palm Sunday, my question for all of us is, are we able to recognize the divine in our midst? Are we able to recognize the power of God at work in this world? Are we able to witness to the miracles and to testify to the miracles? Are we able to witness the power of the Holy Spirit at work in this world? The reality is that there is both good and evil in this world, and sometimes evil is all that we talk about. Sometimes the only thing that gets our attention is the bad stuff that happens in the world. Sometimes the only thing that everybody wants to talk about is everything that is negative, everything that is down, and suddenly all of us are dragged down and all of us walk around with our pit in our stomach and all of us, all that we see is the evil and the bad in the world. Do we want to be like that? Or do we want to walk around to see the way that God is working in this world? Because I promise you, friends, God is working in this world. And here's the thing. If we don't think that God is working in this world, then we're not participating in the kingdom of God enough. Because you know God can work through Doug. God can work through gay. God can work through any single one of us. God can work through us. So if we are not experiencing and witnessing the power of God in this world, 
maybe we're not doing enough. Maybe we are not asking God in the morning, how can I be your hands and your feet in this world? Maybe we are not saying, God, this world's a crazy place, how can I make it better? Maybe we are not asking those questions. If we're not able to see the divine at work in the world, maybe we are not working hard enough to be God's hands and feet in this world. Here's what we need to think about in Palm Sunday. We can do one of two things. We can live one of two ways. We can either be nasty and vindictive and angry and negative, and I'll tell you there are plenty of those people in this world, or we can be people who see God, who see the power of the Holy Spirit, and who try to inspire the power of the Holy Spirit in others. So now I want us to think about this. On Palm Sunday, that original Palm Sunday, everybody grabbed their branches. They grabbed their branches, which we've now turned ours into cross because we know what's going to happen in the week ahead. They grabbed their branches and they shouted, Hosanna. Hosanna means save now. Save now. Save us now. So they grabbed branches from the trees. They threw their cloaks on the ground. And they started to shout to Jesus. And they said, Hosanna in the highest heaven. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Save us now, God, in the highest heaven. And they said that as they shouted with joy and celebration as Jesus entered into the city of Jerusalem. And there were many people who saw Jesus and witnessed Jesus, and they saw the divine in this world, but there were also other people who were vindictive and angry. So on this Palm Sunday, we need to shout Hosanna. We need to say, save us now, God. And we need to be willing to be God's hands and feet in this world. If we want to see more of the divine in this world, if we don't want to be negative and angry and vindictive and be dragged down like some, if we want to see the good in the, that's in this world, we have to be a part of the good. We have to say, God, use me. Save us now and use me to do good. So today, I think you guys are all, I forgot that at 9 a.m. services, people look a little sleepier. I forgot that. It's been a while. And you guys have masks on. And I know there's people watching online. It's time for us to shout Hosanna. It's time for us to shout, save us. And then I want you guys to think as you shout Hosanna, save us now, Lord, and use me. Point to yourself. Say, use me. I'm not saying all of us need to say to God, use Pastor Elizabeth. No, point to yourself and say, God, use me. Use me to show your work in this world. Use me to spread the good news. Use me to further the power of the Holy Spirit. Use me. So shout with me, Hosanna. 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 Use us, Lord to be your hands and feet. Use us, Lord, to spread the power of the Holy Spirit. And let's join in prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you today. We are here, Lord, because we do not want to be weighed down by the chaos and the weight of this world. We don't want to turn negative 
We don't want to allow evil to grow within us, but instead we want to do good. We want to be good. We want to see your work in this world, and we want to be a part of that work. Help us, Lord, on this Palm Sunday, as we shout Hosanna, help us and save us and teach us how to be your hands and your feet. We take this all upon ourselves right now as we say, Hosanna, save us now, use us, fill us with your spirit. We pray this in every prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Hosanna. We can continue our worship with our offerings, whether, we, whether you offer online, through the text, or there are baskets in the back for those of us here in the sanctuary. Now is the time to do that. our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Chanting clear and loud, the Lord 
Amen. Now, friends, go forth with the blessing of God. Go forth with the love of Christ. Go forth, be blessed, and be a blessing to all.